Hello and welcome, welcome to the Bipod. My name is Chelsea Bergen and my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Christina Brown. My pronouns are she, her. The Bipod is a podcast about all things bisexual. We are here to talk about our own identities, respond to bisexual representation in media, and talk to awesome guests about their queer experiences and relationships with bisexuality. We welcome anyone who has any kind of relationship with or curiosity about queerness. We define bisexuality as experiencing attraction to both people who share your gender identity and those who don't. We don't know everything. This podcast is one piece of the long history of bisexual and queer discourse. We're here to be part of the conversation. Let's get into it. Hi, Christina. Uh, what have you been thinking about lately? Um, do you know the second that you asked me that, all thoughts went out of my head. I was mm. like, what have I been thinking about How's lately? that effect on people? <laughs> <laughs> You're so enchanting. I just can't think about anything else. Um, I have been trying to slow down some, trying to like be more thoughtful about um what I spend my time doing the thing is that I just keep agreeing to do to st- do stuff mm, I see <laughs> um <laughs> and it starts out very like you know it's all one at a time so I'm like oh I can do this one thing I can be on this one zoom call um, and I am not at all considering things holistically. And then the next thing I know, I've committed to four consecutive hours of Zoom calls on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that doesn't quite align with, you know, my stated goals. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's a thing that I've both gotten better about and yet still can't quite seem to get away from mm-hmm. um so i've been thinking about that and also thinking about like okay is this something that maybe i just make peace with or do i need to bring in some outside like some additional strategy to try and curb this um probably using my planner again would be helpful but um I haven't been doing that, so yeah. Same. I used to be like so, like my planner like ruled my life in a very good way. Like it was very helpful, and I like found a planner line that I really like that like has cute little cartoons in it and like organize. Like it's just it worked for my life really well. And then when COVID happened, I just like stopped using it. And I'm just now starting to get back to it, but I've just been like using like a whiteboard every week, mm. which is helpful. Like that's where I put my lists, and also I like that I can just like move things around really easily with no consequences. But also like I'm only planning week to week. <laughs> yeah, and I guess at some point I'll have to like not do that. Yeah, I think that's also been a problem <laughs> that I've been having, where it's like I I'll commit to something several weeks out, and it's like oh I can do that thing. I don't have anything else on my calendar. Um, but then like something else comes up as we get closer and I'm like, yeah, I can do that thing. And then it's like, oh, well, I have already made, I made plans for Sunday three weeks ago and now I'm also making plans for Saturday and, um, when am I going to spend time not doing anything or like doing the other stuff that I said I was going to do this weekend Mm -hmm. before I committed doing these other things so i don't know i don't know we'll see (laughs) um what have you been thinking about i've been thinking about nostalgia Mm. um i'm like not good at nostalgia i don't know if it's a thing you can be good and bad at but if you can i am bad at it um People are usually like surprised when I say that because I am a poet. And so like I was surprised (laughs) to hear you say that. Uh, So like as a writer, I am aware of the irony of like 
I wrote a book uh, that actually there's a poem in my book uh, called Nostalgia Feels Like Everyone Who's Ever Loved Me Is Leaving Me Again. Um, and I think that the title might be longer than the poem, but um, <laughs> that's how I that. feel about it. And it's not that I have like had this horrible life that I never want to remember, mm-hmm. but whenever I... I don't know. Whenever I like try to process nostalgia, it just like feels really heavy. Um, and like for different reasons, depending on the situation, but I just don't like it. Um, most of the time. Um, and I would like to have a better relationship with nostalgia because like, I see how happy it makes some people. Um, and every once in a while I do have a glimmer of like, Oh, like this thing reminds me, like we were talking about before we started recording that I really wanted to have, um, a funny face pancake from IHOP and that I might like order one uh, like online and go pick it up so that like they don't ask if I'm 12 because um, they're one of those establishments where you can't order it, anything if you're on ageism. the kids menu. Yeah, honestly, ageism. Um, and I don't want that because their pancakes are particularly good. I want it because it like reminds me of like the best thing that could happen to you as a child is like getting a happy face pancake and you're like, <laughs> um, like a dove chocolate for breakfast. Amazing. Um, so like, I guess in that way I haven't actually, um, gotten the funny face pancake. So maybe when I get it, like I haven't ordered it because I'm afraid that I'll be sad when I get it. And it's like, just like a six out of 10 chocolate chip pancake with some whipped cream and a cherry on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm afraid in general that I remember things better or bigger or different than they were. And I don't like having to confront when that's true. See, it's interesting hearing you describe this because I'm like remembering things better than they were is how I would describe nostalgia. Yeah. But I don't like when I have to like face the fact that I'm remembering it better than it actually was. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I I mean, I think everybody would feel that way though (laughs) um it was also it's also interesting to hear you talk about like seeing how like happy maybe nostalgia makes other people because i would say like the primary thing that i associate with nostalgia is longing Mm. which um i mean i have a particular relationship to longing as a like thing but i i (laughs) I wouldn't say I find that to be pleasurable. <laughs> like, mm. um, I think there can be elements of n- nostalgia that are enjoyable. But, like, if I were going to describe, like, what do I think nostalgia is, I would say that it's, like, longing for something that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also feel like when I am like experiencing nostalgia, a lot of the times I'm either like, "Oh, there were actually a lot of really bad things happening like at that time," and then I'll just like focus on the bad things, or I'll be like, "Oh, that was a good time in my life," and like, "What if this time isn't as good as that time? (laughs) What have I done?" And it just like I can't, I can't just be like, "Oh, this is nice," and then let it pass. I have to like be obsessed with it um so i don't know that's yeah, like a thing you're I, a poet right i have to like <laughs> yeah i just wrote this poem about like this weird like iphone photo that my mom took once <laughs> the prompt was to like tear apart like a moment basically and um yeah i was like wow i really uh have made a life of like making a meal out of like the tiniest little things but <laughs> i don't know um but that comes up for me a lot, like, heading into the holidays. Because I, like, genuinely love, like, Christmas stuff. Like, I love mm. cookies. I love lights. I love... Yeah, that is proper. Um, I love <laughs> Christmas. But, um, and, like, I generally, like, you know, there are some times when holidays are not good now. Um, but, like, my mom really loves Christmas in, like, a way that aligns with the way that I love Christmas. Um, and so we always like have a lot of fun, like decorating and like, we like have some like little traditions that I like. Um, but I do feel sometimes not just with the holidays, like with everything that I don't know, I'm like bringing in like nostalgia and it's like building up this moment. And then Christmas is just like a day. Um, yes. And like, I don't like 
that's specifically why I don't really like Christmas because mm. I'm like all my positive feelings about this are actually just things that are made up in my head. Like there is no sub- basis mm-hmm. for it, um, which I guess makes me kind of a Grinch. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand that. That's how I feel <laughs> about New Year's. I like. Oh, I l- love New Year's, but really? it does often let me down. I, I hate New Year's Eve. I always want to like it. And like every year I'm like. I really love fireworks. And I like fireworks too. But I don't know. I'm also never like date markers appeal to me so that's why new years but um but i have it has helped in recent um past to be like i'm just gonna like let new years be the things that i like about it and not try and have new years be like the most new years new years to ever have new years because like (laughs) that's um always gonna be disappointing yeah um, but I'm sorry. I feel like I sort of cut you off in no, your like you Christmas description because I was like, let me tell you how I don't <laughs> like Christmas. No, you didn't. It's uh. the dialogue. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like um, I like like the lead up to Christmas. Like there, are, like I always like bake cookies with my nieces and we like put up this big tree. Um, and there's like fun things to do. But then like, the actual holiday is like whatever, you know. But I have this like really distinct memory of like being really little. And my family would always get together on Christmas Eve. Um, and it was, like, really chaotic because there's, like, 70 of us and, like, crammed into a single family home. Um, just, like, milling about with, like, children and whoever. Um, and I, like, have this memory of, like, looking up and being, like, wow, all these people know me. This mm. is really cool. And that was, like, I'm just never going to have that again. Hate it. I mean, I feel like you could have it in a different way, but not in the same way. Like <laughs> maybe at your book launch party, not to put, you know, any pressure oh, on I it, but wait. I feel like that could be a moment of like all these people know me. Yeah. Yeah, I like have a dream of having a party with everybody who loves me in the same room. Hmm. Um and I feel like that is what like the closest thing that I will get to that is probably book release i'm very excited about that yeah um don't worry the plugs are coming in 2020 yeah i was gonna say have we talked (laughs) about this on the pod before um i have talked about writing it okay i haven't talked about it coming out also Um, have you updated your bios yet to say that you have a forthcoming book because i i feel (laughs) that you should i should so the thing is like i haven't signed a contract yet uh it's like i guess it's definitely set but like the we're still like working some things out um and i'm like i feel weirdly superstitious about this one thing where i like don't want to write it down until that's um, fair that's fair i was actually thinking about this at some point before this conversation i was like wonder if christina has like updated her bio and stuff can you tell what i'm planning to do the minute i have a book deal (laughs) like oh i will don't worry like put that in your email signature like put that shit everywhere there will be let everybody know yeah as soon as those are pre-order you all won't be able to (laughs) <laughs> You'll, it'll be everywhere um yeah i just like haven't signed a piece of paper yet which honestly in the rest of my life i like don't care about paperwork but for some reason for this thing i'm like yeah needed to be i that's don't know fair. that's fair but that is all to say um nostalgia comes up for me a lot in the holidays it was a very long introduction <laughs> but it um it's i mean it's relevant though yeah yeah, and I guess, like, this year I'm going to be gone for a lot of the holiday season, but I'll be here for, like, actually Christmas, which is, like, the day that I don't really care about as much. <laughs> um, So I've been, like, thinking about, like, okay, I have, like, the first week of December to do holidays. So, like, what is important to me? What am I going to get done? Oh, um, I know that <laughs> you're not really going to have a lot of time. Um, But if you haven't done it before, a great Long Beach thing is to go look Oh, at the Naples. Christmas lights in Naples. Yeah, yeah, I really want to. We almost went last year and then they closed it because of COVID, mm. understandably. Yeah. But when um, did they probably start doing it pretty early? Right? I don't know what the actual dates are because the times that I've been have been like the middle of December. Mm. So I don't know like what the deal is. But um, I do like Christmas lights. And so that. Um, yeah, I love Christmas lights. Appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um so speaking of the holidays. Oh, wow, look at you with the segues. Yeah, you really teed it up for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> we 
because the holidays are coming up, um, we wanted to talk about some strategies that we use or um, ways that we think about the holidays because we know how fraught those can be for anyone, but particularly for queer folks and people who have some kind of, um, I was going to say identity difference, but that's not quite what I mean. But like when there is something about you that is uh, distinct from your family, um, like being queer, um, I guess I don't know what you're, I'm saying this and I'm like, well, I don't know what about these people's families are like. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I got on a tangent there. Um, When there's something that like maybe makes you feel like the person that you are now doesn't fit with who you are in your family dynamic. Yes. That's a big one. I think like feeling like, oh, well, I might have been X, you know, when I was growing up, but now I'm the number 13. (laughs) So, um how do you like navigate that yeah um and also some people will not be spending holidays with their family whether um by choice or by circumstance and uh so we just wanted to talk about like some of the ways that we think about that or things that we have done to deal with that yeah yeah um my first thing um is that and i say this knowing that there's like actually a lot of nuance and stuff so like don't roll your eyes please but like you don't always have to do things you think you have to do sometimes you do like i acknowledge that for sure but like um as somebody who like likes christmas um it's really easy to let like your family members ruin christmas for you um (laughs) or like anybody around you i guess or like whatever holiday you celebrate um but like just because your grandma wants you to come over for dinner uh if it's gonna be uncomfortable and weird and unsafe for you like maybe you have a cold you know or maybe you don't go um and like I said like that is definitely not always possible I completely understand that that's also true in my own life there are things that I wish I could skip that I just know that I can't because the skipping it is not worth the consequences (laughs) um but like sometimes you can um and I think that that's a gift that you can give yourself to, you know, step back and think like, you know, these are my holidays, you know, or this is my time and I get to decide who I spend it with and how and where I spend it. Yeah. I think also like going along with that, I think I'm trying to think of how to articulate this, but I think there's a way that like, even if you're maybe doing a thing that you don't want to do to sort of. Um, I think giving an example will sort of try and will make the most sense here. So, um, the year before last, I was with my mom and sister for Christmas. Um, and I don't talk to my dad. Um, it's sort of a casual not talking. Like there was no official, like we're not talking. I just Mm -hmm. stopped talking to him. And you just, when we're around each other, pretends like I, have been speaking to him Mm. even though I haven't been Mm. um (laughs) complicated yeah uh and he also weirdly my mom and dad live a block apart from each other it's a whole thing um and he wanted to come over and I was not gonna do anything with him at Christmas because I don't talk to him um but he wanted to come over on Christmas Eve I was like, I do not want to do that. Um, But my mom was like, I don't know. It just was the sort of thing where I felt like I don't want to do this, but it will be easier if I just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, And like it was fine. It ended up being fine, partly because I was just like, Oh, I don't have to, I can just let it be okay that this is a thing that I don't super want to do and it doesn't have to be a meaningful interaction in any Mm, way. Yeah. And so it was fine. It was like, I had surface level conversation with my dad. I like didn't expect 
it to be any kind of like joyful holiday experience. Um, he hung out for a while. He left. It was fine. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's always possible, but I was surprised how fine I felt because I was able to just like, it's okay if this isn't a meaningful like holiday interaction or a meaningful interaction in any context. If I'm just like, this is just gonna happen and I'm just gonna deal with it. Yeah. He's just a person in the room. Yeah. He's not, you don't have to like have like a Christmas movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I do that. Uh, like, like we were talking about where I have like this, like really nostalgic memory of like being a kid at Christmas Eve and being like, wow, I'm part of such a huge family and everybody here knows and loves me. Um, I like don't feel that way when I'm around like 60 people now. Um, not be like, I guess for many complicated reasons, but also I just like have individual relationships with these people now. And like, I don't know a lot of them <laughs> that well. They don't blend together like they do when you're five. Um, and so like, instead of seeking that like feeling, I'm like, oh, like it's really fun to like play with my nieces or it's really fun to like, introduce my boyfriend to like one my one cousin that I'm super close with or whatever um of being like okay what's the situation and like what is going to actually be fun for me or like you know and not I guess for me personally not trying to like retrofit what holidays used to feel like you know to like take stock of what there is now and go from there yeah last Christmas I didn't go home for Christmas um because of COVID primarily but then also just because I was like with COVID and with all of the other things that are going on in my life it just felt like way too overwhelming yeah um and I felt really guilty about that primarily because my mom loves Christmas um and yeah and (laughs) particularly has a thing about like the family being together for the holidays and so I was there at Thanksgiving and at Thanksgiving I knew that coming back for Christmas was just like not gonna be a thing that I wanted to do yeah and I really like dreaded having to have that conversation with my mom and um it ended up being fine um she was like I understand like you don't have to you know do it just for me um so I ended up sort of I don't know I guess more or less working things out with my mom in terms of telling her that I wasn't going to come back um I mean she didn't love it but she wasn't like no you have to come back she was like Mm -hmm. if you don't you know feel comfortable doing that like I understand. Um, and I worried. I wondered, like, if I was going to feel weird or, like, regret it in some way when, mm. like, Christmas actually came. And I really didn't. Um, as I'm saying that, I'm like, wow, I hope my mom never hears that. I think she'd be... um I don't think she would like that um but it was just like I got to do what I I got to just like make it my own thing and so like my roommate at the time we on Christmas Eve um we watched Into the Spider-Verse which he had never seen and it was an absolute pleasure because that movie is so great and I got to be like you've never seen into the spider-verse um and the timing worked out great because I think it was gonna go off Netflix on Christmas day or something Mm -hmm. so I was like well now we have to watch it yeah um so like we watched a movie together on Christmas Eve and um I had a little tiny Christmas tree that I like got from you and so I set the Christmas tree up in the corner and I think I took some pictures of Ginger sitting next to it. And like I did a um, a video call with my mom and my sister at some point and like we opened gifts together. Um, and 
on Christmas Day. My roommate was gone during the day. I don't even remember what I did. I think I just hung out and like it was fine. Yeah. Um and I think that a different point in my life I maybe would have felt like I needed to do something or like it needed to be different. Um one of the few traditions that we have is on holidays for breakfast, we always do bagels and locks and mimosas. So I did like get myself like <laughs> all of the stuff for that. And I had bagels and locks on Christmas morning and I had a mimosa. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, these, this is the thing that I enjoy doing. It's like the thing, one of the things about holidays that I specifically look forward to so I'm gonna like give that to myself um I hadn't originally intended to tell either of these stories that I've now told but um <laughs> <laughs> I guess my uh I know that for like that is not something that for everybody would feel right like some people do want to be mm-hmm. with their family at the holidays or like want the holidays to look like something specific um but I guess I share that just because, like, if you'd asked me in advance, I would have said, oh, yeah, I'd probably feel sad, like, spending the holiday, like, kind of by myself or, like, spending the holiday in a way that feels more solitary. Obviously, I spent some of it with my roommate. But yeah. um, but actually, I kind of enjoyed it and I got to think just about like okay well what do I what are the experiences that I want to have or that feel important to me um and it's it's okay if you want to try that um yeah and it also doesn't mean that you're always going to have to do Christmas or your holiday exactly that way yes for the rest of forever yeah yeah I've definitely had that experience of like oh, but if I don't do this, like, tradition, then everything's going to be wrong. And, like, sometimes it can feel weird, but a lot of the times for me it's been fine. Yeah. Because things change. Yeah, I think, I guess, the what I, I didn't realize this when I started telling those stories, but what I think my takeaway there was to, is a, being open to, like, not being attached to an experience being Mm. a specific something which is definitely easier said than done but just like you know uh being willing to let a thing be whatever it is yeah wow there's a takeaway for you just be willing to let things be whatever they are yeah that one's easy right that's a lesson that i continue (laughs) to resist learning (sighs) yeah yeah this is the first year ever that my brother is not going to be home for Christmas he's out of the country so I will be home for Christmas Christmas but I will also be out of the country um for most of December um and I feel kind of weird about it but it just like is what it is and like a lot of people have been asking me because my brother's been gone for like six months now and people have been like oh like how does it feel for you and I'm like well like I talked to him he's like a boy I don't know like <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty like relatively close I guess but like we don't it's not that different right now you know or at least yeah. I feel that different but I feel like for the holidays there are like certain things that like he does that he just won't be here for this year and that's going to be weird and hard but last year was also really hard because we knew that it was like the last time for a while so there was like a lot of emotions um but I don't know it just is what it is you know yeah we all make those adjustments yeah speaking of holidays i we cannot talk about holidays without saying fuck the pilgrims yeah um thanksgiving is stupid and there's smallpox blankets yeah um cancelable i just feel like we need to i don't know yes yeah um eat your turkey if you must but i don't know yes i haven't Last year, I started thinking about how to situate um, hating colonialism, but really loving um, a holiday that 
we basically just spend eating like more so mm. than other holidays. I get it. And I'm like, <laughs> how do I both say like, no, thank you. But I also do want to just have an eating holiday. Yeah. I feel like we just need to, I don't know. Cel- <laughs> so that's a, like a little bit flip, but that's, I've just been like, I don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, I told my boyfriend that I wanted to have like, probably not this year because I have to do all of Christmas that weekend. <laughs> um, but I was like, I want to have like a fuck the pilgrims friends giving mm. where like we or like, I guess a more clever version of that where it's like we actively reject these things and resist like settler colonialism. And we like actively like decolonize and unsettle. But like also we want to like share a meal together and like enjoy the fall harvest. Um, hmm. And I guess like that's possible. Yeah. I just... It'll take some imagining for it to like be what I actually want it to be, because Friendsgiving is like pretty easy to like, yeah, coordinate. You just invite some people over and you and everyone have brings some kind yams. of <laughs> yeah, just some kind of schema for how food should arrive. Right. I've been to multiple Friendsgivings where like it was just only potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, someone has to do. There has to be a like, either people need to say in advance what they're bringing, or you have to uh, use some kind of system of like. I don't know if your name starts with this bring you know one of these three things yeah. or something like um, <laughs> you can't you gotta use the system yeah. you can't just it can't just be a free-for-all no, if you want food to eat <laughs> yeah there's been lots of times where there's been no system and it doesn't always work out but yeah I don't know I feel like that also ties back into like reimagining what you want the holidays to be yeah like you can eat a large meal around people that you love without praising the pilgrims it's true it's possible yeah we can do it i feel like we should have a like this is a sidebar but some kind of um like witchy um celebratory thing i feel like that would be good like Ooh. something that feels very like for maybon or something yeah like something that feels very seasonal mm-hmm. in a like literal yeah sense. like the literal harvest yeah yeah that'd be fine yeah. this that also appeals to me as a virgo yeah i'm like well, <laughs> it's too late now so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are other things we could you know <laughs> we could pick something else um but yeah next year i would like to like i don't know do some kind of conscious thing that is yeah is that i don't know my family like we do thanksgiving but like we Typically, we'll just, like, order barbecue, and then my mom, like, <laughs> orders something for me that, like, isn't meat, because I don't eat meat. Um, And sometimes we'll get together with, like, other branches of the family, but the past few years, like, we just haven't, and it's been great. Um, But last year, my friend Henrik, shout out, hello. Um, He's from Germany, but he's living in Texas right now for grad school. He was going to come visit, like, for Thanksgiving, and my mom was like, okay, like, we got to, like create america over here we like (laughs) bought a turkey whatever and then he didn't end up coming because like the covid numbers shot up like the week before thanksgiving so we canceled the trip and then my dad and i had to like figure out how to cook a turkey (laughs) and i was like on youtube like we we were like how do you even like what is you were involved in figuring out well he doesn't really know how to use youtube actually he does but he was like you know (laughs) elbow deep in turkey so i was on youtube trying to show him things um, but I was just like, this is so silly. We should just eat the food that we like. Like, we don't, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a turkey. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, what I am sorry to say that all of my advice is like mindfulness based, which I'm <laughs> like, wow, how did I become this person? Like, <laughs> I can't stand me. Um, no, it's good. It's helpful. <laughs> I'm like, don't go. (laughs) (laughs) Something I have realized in the last couple of years is um, I noticed at the holidays in particular when I wanted, when I felt uncomfortable in some way or like wanted to escape that I would immediately like go for my phone. And what I realized is like, that's okay. Um, but it is useful if I have, can bring enough awareness to that to sort of identify like, what is it that I want? Like, am I just looking for a distraction? 
am I like, am I feeling lonely or isolated? Um, sort of trying to get a sense of what is it that I am wanting my cell phone to give me? Um, or like in what way am I trying to use it to escape? Because like if I'm feeling lonely or isolated, um, I should, you know, text one of my friends, not scroll Instagram. Right. Um, actually pretty much no matter what I want, scrolling Instagram is not the <laughs> solution. The um, <laughs> but if it's like, oh, I just want to like not think, then like maybe I'm going to play a b- game on my phone or something. Um, but just bringing some awareness to the fact that like I have picked up my phone very specifically as an escape hatch. And then letting that be fine, but thinking about like, okay, well, what do I want now? Like, what is it that sort of drove me to this in the first place so that I can actually give myself the thing that I need as opposed to feeling bad, grabbing my cell phone, compulsively scrolling Instagram, feeling worse, (laughs) still not having what I need, and then having to go back out into the world and be like, well, now I feel twice as shitty as when I left. Mm, That's very good advice. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like the kind of thing that you probably like do some thinking about or even set up before you know like make sure that you have like you know a mindless game loaded onto your phone if that's like a thing that you need or that you know like oh like chelsea is gonna be cooking for this Um, maybe not cooking i don't know chelsea's gonna be doing a thing for this holiday so like if i text them they probably won't be with their phone it's not that they hate me (laughs) um yeah versus like my other friend like it's gonna be on their phone all day like they'll have it available so i can like talk to them or i can ask them or whatever yeah um and you can also like game plan in advance like mm, i love a game plan yeah um check in with your people what like their availability is gonna be like um so that you have an idea of like okay if i'm having a crisis or it doesn't have to be a crisis if i'm you know just having feelings and i need some support like who's um who's gonna be available Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like a group text could work really well in that situation. Yes, yeah. Good time for a group text. Yeah, because then you can be like, um, everybody can be multi-resourced by having yeah a group. Yeah. Community. Wow. I just came up with that idea and I'm like, uh, why haven't I done that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, Something that I learned from Sam Blackwell of the Just Break Up podcast is like the cheerful and stupid approach is what he calls it (laughs) of like if it makes me think back to like your story about like your dad being at christmas where it's like and this isn't exactly what you were saying but like to me is similar in the brain um of like you can just like surface level and like uncritically be in a situation (laughs) like you can just be like okay like i don't like, you're going to say something that's really fucked up to me and I'm just going to, or like fucked up around me and I have the choice to like advocate for myself or to engage in a conflict. But if that is not going to serve me, I can just say what a thing to say and walk away. Or I can pretend like I don't know what you mean and I can just be fucking happy. Um, and he articulates it much better than I just did. Um, but that has like been a useful tool of like as a white person, fellow white people, I am very pro like don't be a safe place for racism at all. Um, and that can be particularly powerful in like family settings. Um, I'm not a fan of like being a safe place for people to like spout their violent, fucked up, hateful politics and ideas. Um, and so I'm like not anti-conflict at all when it comes to things like that. Um, but like also sometimes within that experience and also like within other dynamics and experiences, um, sometimes engaging in that conflict is not safe. Um, and sometimes it's also like not fruitful. Um, and so like, that's definitely a self-select kind of like decision to make. Um, but I think that that kind of like, I want to say that along with like the cheerful and stupid thing of like, you don't. Like, that's a tool for you, but, like, use it, uh, you know, think about whether you're unsafe or mildly uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You know, and I can't make that call for other people, but. Yeah, and that's one of the things that is, like, this is very complicated, and it's, like, an ongoing, like, 
uh, it's probably something might that would make sense for us to talk about like in future episodes. Yeah. Um, but one of the ways that I have started thinking about that is also that there are like levels to, um, I guess how you engage with people about that kind of thing. So like not laughing at someone's like inappropriate joke is one level and and that'll be much more uncomfortable for the person who made the joke (laughs) for you yeah every time um and like explaining to someone why the thing that they said is inappropriate and hurtful and like here's how they should think about it instead like is a different level and there's like a sort of wide range of options um and so like not every person and not every situation requires the same response mm-hmm. um cuz in some ways i feel like you can sort of miss the point if you are like i have to respond every situation has to be addressed this way yeah um and that's um not a good approach I, for pretty much anything yeah um and so i think also thinking about like you know you can um choose the sort of minimum level of engagement and still kind of convey the like i'm not okay with this mm-hmm. um and opt to not go the extra mile and that might be fine again that's like a thing that you have to decide for yourself yeah um but thinking about like okay there are like levels here and maybe it makes more sense to have an in-depth conversation with like someone who you are close to Mm -hmm. and for someone that it's like i'm only gonna see this person once a year and you know they're gonna say this inappropriate thing and i'm gonna like let it be known that i don't think that's funny or I don't think it's whatever. Um, but it's also like not your job to make everybody a better person basically yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great actually to talk about on a future episode. I feel like you probably have a lot of really good tools from um, working with white people for black lives. That Yeah. That is definitely like a, um, an area where we do skill building for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here at the Biopod, <laughs> we just want you to have, uh, the happiest winter holiday season that you can have. Um, the most queer, the most unbuttoned, the safest. Yeah. You know, the most fulfilling and warm. And whatever that looks like for you is what you should do. Which also, we touched on this a little bit, but like, you can also spend your holidays with not your family of origin. Yeah. Um, and that's totally valid and definitely like, Definitely a thing that I have friends who like do stuff together every year. Um, there are lots of ways that that can look like. You can spend the holidays with your chosen family. You mm-hmm. can spend it with your roommates. You can spend it with the people who work at the restaurant down the street from you. Like whatever, you know, feels right for you. That's like, it's equally valid to um, whoever you want to spend your holidays with is fine (laughs) yes yeah like uh if we want to believe in the like utopian vision of the holidays where like everyone's having a wonderful time um shouldn't that be with people you want to spend time with like Mm -hmm. um people that you are more likely to have a (laughs) wonderful time with yes yeah yeah Yeah. there's also like so much pressure to like post about what a great time you're having on social media and you don't need to do that i mean if you want to like more power to you but I definitely know that there have been times where it was like, I'm not really having a good time. Therefore, I feel like I should perform having a good time. Yeah, take a picture of your fully loaded plate. Yes. And yeah. All of that. Yeah. Um, group, forced group photo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, that's not fun. And also, in my experience, is really depressing to look back on later. Like, oh, yeah. every picture of me. Not every picture, but a lot of pictures at me at parties in college. I was like, wow, I was so 
I was having a terrible time. I was so depressed. And I was like, literally me experiencing nostalgia <laughs> at any point. <laughs> yeah. But like I was, I knew I was having a bad time in the moment. That's why I was mm. like, let me post on Instagram about what a great time mm. I'm having. Mm-hmm. Performative joy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so like, the bipod is giving you your permission slip to not perform your joy on social media. Um, and like, even if you are having a great time, if you don't actually feel like posting about it, don't post about it. And I know that's the kind of thing that like can, it's really easy to be like dismissive and be like, yeah, that's trite. Obviously I'm not going to post about it, but if I, if I don't want to, but in reality, there's so many times where it's like, if you're scrolling past everybody else talking about how great their family is, like even if you were having a good time, I think particularly if it's, if you're having a different experience than other people, it can feel really like, well, I have to like show that it's equally valid Mm. and like you don't have to, if you don't want to and no one will notice because they're busy thinking about their own Instagram posts or the 80 billion other people in their feed posting about, you know, their Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and also, it's okay if you just, like, want to avoid Instagram until we're, like, solidly into the new year. Maybe you don't even want to look until March because <laughs> you want to get through, like, New Year's resolutions in oh, January. And then time. you want to get through Valentine's Day. So, like, it's fine yeah, if you don't want to, like... Spring break. Yeah, sure. like... I think people are usually they don't go like wild Instagram posting on St. Patrick's Day because if anybody's celebrating, they're just getting drunk. So like, um, you know, maybe it's fine if you don't want to check your Instagram. (laughs) Except for me being like, actually, it's all snakes day. And actually, (laughs) so tune in for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. March 17th. Um, Christina with (laughs) the real story. The hot takes. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like That's so true. Social media is a bad place until March. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like sometimes it's it's it also depends on how well curated like your that's true um your setup is. But yeah, yeah like I don't want to engage with anybody's January diet culture. Like take uh, that fucking elsewhere. Yeah, I feel like Instagram as a platform is like the worst in January. That's when everybody is like yeah peddling their weird like diuretic diet teas and stuff <laughs> no yeah however if you have like a new year's resolution for something like cool and fun like i don't know books you're gonna read or oh, I like, like to see stuff like that yeah or um i do uh like pop culture resolutions every year oh and um yeah and so one year my resolution um was to queer my content and um it was a great year also it was weird because like so much queer content at least the content that i was consuming was like about deep longing and i was like this is already what it's like in my brain (laughs) um which i guess is why i enjoyed that content in a way as well because i felt recognized um (laughs) that was a huge digression but like um since we were talking about we should do like a good new year's resolution episode in the new year yeah but yeah, we're talking about all of this now in an episode that will be coming out at the end of October because we're going on holiday. On holiday. Yes. Yeah. We should have said it with a British accent. Can I you can't do a British please accent. Please try. <laughs> Even though I hate when people put me on the st- spot for no, stuff like I'll this. Try. I'll try. I'll try. Actually, I do. I say like specific things in British accents. Like my boyfriend and I are always like, darling but like we like we'll spell like (laughs) d-a-h darling darling um on holiday Mm, holiday. that was like a little bit australian but it wasn't that bad yeah okay your turn um (laughs) (laughs) the thing is that i actually like i i will not say that i do them well but i do like do accents Mm -hmm. um but the second (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were like, okay, now it's your turn. I was like, how do I speak any words? <laughs> the same thing happened to me. That's why I had to tell a story. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> we're going on holiday. <laughs> oh, that was good. Aww. And when we come back, we're going to be British. <laughs> uh, Imagine. My dream. Um, yes. That's all to say, catch you in 2022. Yeah. Um, we're going to be... 
taking a little bit of time off and working on new stuff. So we will not be publishing any episodes until the new year. Off chance that we pop in with a special episode, but no promises. Um, I probably should have just kept that to myself. <laughs> it's okay. We could do a special. Yeah. Um, but what you will be able to get from us is the newsletter. We will continue yes. to put out our uh, famous bi-weekly newsletter. Um, you can sign up. We'll put the link in the description as always. Yes. Um, but we try to send you a few like cool queer articles or pieces of media that we've consumed recently uh we also send you um a what we're thinking about so if you like our you know introspective selves um <laughs> that's a good place to get it yeah. um also because that will be the only place that you can get bipod content for the next couple months or so um you definitely want to be subscribing and checking out if you're interested in being a guest we will definitely be um sharing some kind of like interest form that way yeah um so yeah we would love to connect with you that way for sure yeah okay well we will uh you know barring the potential hop-ins uh we will see you next year wild i know i can't even believe we're like far enough along in the year that we can be like oh we'll be back in the new year yeah we're in october what the the thursday (laughs) of the year wasn't 2021 like didn't it just start yes yeah until 2022 weird goodbye goodbye thanks for listening to this episode of the bipod you can follow us on instagram at the bipod you can email us at this is the bipod at gmail.com You can find show notes and transcripts of our episodes on our website, thebipod.com. The show is hosted by Chelsea Bergen and Christina Brown, and this episode was edited and produced by Chelsea Bergen. Our theme song is Coming Home by Snowflake. We have a guest on the podcast today, Ginger, the dog. So Ginger, what have you been thinking about lately? Mm. Say more.